The following podcast discusses alternative sexual practices in loving and detailed terms, and as such may not be appropriate for young children, acting cabinet secretaries, or my mother. Mom, I know you want to be supportive of my endeavors, but seriously, stop the podcast and walk away. Listener discretion is advised. Welcome to Harry Potter Companion, a podcast of wholesome kink and perverted crafting. I'm Sarah King. I'm Lansing Mike. It's been busy. There's it's, be a lot, there's a lot busy, to talk about yeah. on this show. <laughs> I mean, the first thing, though, would probably be um, a, a, a recurring uh, segment now, corrections. <laughs> corrections? Well, from... when you have professionals who listen to the show, then yeah, when we're going out about stuff, they're going to have more information than us. Right. So, and Well, the funny thing is these corrections were delivered to me at a party. At first, because someone just said, hey, and they just rattle off the stuff. And I'm like, there's lots of words and numbers there, and I don't know what you're talking about. It's like, corrections to the show. I'm like, I don't remember what we talked about. <laughs> and uh, I'm probably think, not going to remember your corrections by the time we yeah. get around to recording. Yeah, I said, please, post them on the site, and which they have. Thank you. Um, the uh, Yeah, it was basically us talking about uh, infections, diseases. Right. And the first one was, yeah, the whole, I you know, I... I I don't remember stating that I knew when I got infected. I thought there was a good incident, you know, that could right. have been it. Um, which turns out not to be the case because uh, Chicago Boy has gotten in contact with me. He didn't okay. just ghost or like, oh my God, I can never talk to him again. No, he was he was like, oh my God, I just saw this message. It's like, oh, wow, that's crazy. No, I'm fine I because he'd been tested like a month after we got together because he's cool. about to travel. So he's like, I'm fine. I'm like, well, good. I didn't get it from him and I didn't give him anything. Sweet. Um but then the sweet thing was, like, the next statement was, like, hey, I'm around till the ninth. You want to fuck? I'm like, oh, that was sweet. <laughs> um, so, uh, and that ninth is coming up in a couple days, and I, I think he's probably too busy. I, I told him when I was available, and I, th- I think he gets very busy with stuff mm-hmm. or maybe shy. I don't know. Um, so, oh yeah, so the first thing was, uh, yeah, you don't know when, like, when I could have been infected? Who knows? Yeah, no, but I, I was thinking that... There might be some window based on the severity of your symptoms. That, you I, know, that well, that, it sounds like. But I mean, yeah. I didn't have symptoms, right? I mean, I had a scratchy throat, but I, I would get lots of scratchy throats on and off. And if that's the case, then I've just been having a low level reaction for years. If, if that scratchy throat was the gonorrhea, then I remember that scratchy throat for a long time. I yeah. was I was just more allergies and post nasal drip and any one of so many other viruses or bacteria that it could be. Yeah, uh, or but, even antigens. It doesn't have to be an organism. Yeah, I'm, yeah. Part of me just wonders what the the mean time to symptoms. You know, is and I I think there's. You know, I or know if there's, there's if there's so much variability yeah, in that. Yeah, there's so many strains in humans and in yeah. gunnery itself. I mean, we know that there's different things. Uh, which was one of the other things um, we talked about. The uh, So anyways, the correction was you can't tell. All you can tell is you have it now. So I would say that to answer what you've just been talking about, no. No. So we heard from a doctor. You can tell if you have it. Tell it. There's no way to forensically figure out where this infection came from. Right. Um, because I think we think that is a thing. That's because we've watched too many doctor shows and house where everything is discoverable and figurable and you can know exactly when, you know, oh, well, obviously they caught it two weeks ago because they're showing this and eh, maybe for some things, but it sounds like in this case, no. So, yeah, all you can really say is, well, you didn't have it. Had it on that day. You had on that day. And if you had a history of testing, you picked it up sometime since you're, you're... your previous test. Which was not the case. Because right. that was, I think, in theory, the first time I've ever been tested. It's like, wow. Okay. Um, so, yeah, I could have had it for decades. Who Maybe I was born yeah. with it. Um, they probably do testing when you're an infant or something like that. Maybe. Probably. Yeah. But I don't know if I've ever... It's been... I've gotten casual testing when I... Yeah, I don't think even with my normal... When I was going to a doctor regularly, I don't think they really ever checked for that stuff. Hmm. It's like, interesting. Um, she was much more concerned about cholesterol and shit. Because <laughs> you can give, well, there, you can give drugs for, you know, uh, infection. But then it's over. I think she was more curious about, like, hey, what can we give you that you're going to have to take forever and ever and ever? 
Because that's why I get kickbacks. I, I have no idea if this was what was going on with her, but I do know she was very prone to prescribing stuff immediately at the first, like, oh, let's fine-tune your, your, your levels of everything. And, and not through lifestyle changes, but through... Oh, I, I was given a pamphlet on nutrition. It's like, well, maybe yeah. you could do that. It's like, whatever. Um, <laughs> it was not encouraging. Yeah, that's why I like the present doctor, because it's like, well, we could give you drugs. Or you could try and be a better person and actually like get activity and 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 not be a, a food pig. Not well, that they said it that way. They well, were no, very much more diplomatic. Not. They said, "Well, if your weight doesn't change the next time you're here, then we'll probably have to really think about it." It's like, "Okay, fair enough." That's a good one. Oh, so that was the first thing we right. don't know on. The other was uh, H the uh, HPV vaccine, mm-hmm. which I guess is eleven to twenty six is the age range that those it is currently. Uh, approved for by the FDA and CDC. Yeah. Um, 45 is, in theory, maybe where they're going to eventually go, but it's not there yet. Yeah, that's... Which does make me feel so fucking old. Right. Because when you said that, it's like, oh, it's up to 45. I'm like, I'm over to 45. What do you mean? I shouldn't be tested or vaccinated <laughs> for it. Maybe I don't have it. Yeah. Well, that... Yeah, uh, currently awaiting approval from, from the Centers for Disease Control of the... Uh, I think the other range. thing... I don't know if we had gone into the antigens and all that. I don't remember that part. I, I, I think I dropped um, a casual that I thought it was three strains. Okay, so this it. is on you. Yeah, um, no, yeah, this one's all my fault. Well, I guess the question for that is there are nine... Um, uh, nine strains or nine antigen receptors? So Not, is each antigen receptor a strain? Right. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So yeah. there's nine, two of which cause uh, cancer, and the other ones are just like I guess general warts. Well, no, well, the, not them, but I mean general warts is a HPV the, thing. Right. Yeah. No. The 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 wording of it because I do have it brought up on my phone and I can too, but I can turn that off. Yeah. Current form of the HPV vaccine has nine antigens. These include oncogenic can- cancer causing strains. And two of the genital warts. Oh, okay. Strains. Got it. So, uh, what do yeah, the other ones do? They just hang out. Yeah, they, they just, you know, they don't cause warts, but they can cause cancers later in life. So, Oh, I th- okay. I thought you were saying just two do warts and, like, well, do they all? I'm, I'm reading. Um, I just put it away. Yeah. I, I didn't, it didn't, it's, right. it's not like there are two things and the two numbers didn't add up to nine. Right. Yeah. So, I think. Based on the wording, and we'll probably get another correction for the correction. Um, that of the nine, two of those cause genital warts. There okay. may be other strains beyond those nine that also cause genital warts, but that and that the other seven oh, are, are known to be cancer causing. Okay, got it. And the two that cause warts may also be cancer causing as well. But already I've put yeah. my phone away, so I don't care anymore. <laughs> already bored with it. Don't uh, care. <laughs> I'm too old for the vaccine, so fuck you all. Even when you extend it to old people at 45, I guess I'm too old for that even. Go away. Well, here's hoping that the... They'll say, hey, 70-year-olds should get this too, and then I'll feel young again. Well, personally feeling, I I hope that the government reopens within the next five years and the CDC approves it. So, gossip. Gossip. I mean, my early gossip was, like I said, the Chicago boy was, you know, not my my vector for uh, this... Um, wanted to hook up again. Well, we'll see. But then I guess I codename him Hometown Boy, mm-hmm. um, who has been really like hitting me hard up on the apps. Like, hey, I'm willing to drive 80 miles for a hookup. I'm like, cool. Um, <laughs> I'm glad you are. I'm but glad. he's also the one who was like, well, I'd only do something if someone were 100% disease free. Which oh, I him. Which I had the <clears throat> discussion with him. It's like, dude, no, don't don't say that or think that. Um, so I, you know, told him about you know. The, the throat thing and uh, said, well, you know, I'm done with the antibiotics now because he was really keen on driving up one evening. Uh, well, it was the week when I'd finished the uh, antibiotics mm-hmm. and he was all excited about that. And he's like, I'll come up. And then it's like, well, I don't want to stay too late because I have to drive two hours each way. I'm like, then maybe you shouldn't be picking an evening. I don't, are you wanting me to leave work early? So you be back on the road. I'm like, you're the one who wants to be driving four hours for a hookup. I'm the one who says maybe we should, you know, make it so you could actually be here for a day and we, I could, you could go out to dinner, actually have a visit. Yeah. Um, anyway, so uh, uh, when I mentioned you all, I 
you know, everything I've been tested for so far, but I imagine I'll have further testing. And that's something I'm curious about, which I will ask when I go for my physical. Um, you know, I kind of know what I've been tested for so far. Mm -hmm. So it's like gonorrhea, chlamydia, syphilis, uh, HIV, the HEPs, the whole HEP family. Right. Um, uh, I'm like, I wonder what else, what else is the standard list of infections you test for? Because obviously they don't test for everything because there's, you know, I imagine there's just a limit to which ones they really test for ca casually. Right. But, you know, I'm sure that there's many, many, many more STIs out there. Well, well I, mean, I know the, someone who got had an intestinal thing that was from East Asia, and he got it from rimming in this, you know, in mid-Michigan. But it was kind of a house situation. Three rounds of stuff to take it out, and nothing did, because they didn't know what it was, because right. it was this weird, rare East Asian bug that, you know... He got somehow, but right. yeah, it didn't. It wasn't. It wasn't something you standard get tested for. But I'm sure there's lots of dis uh, illnesses, right? Infections that we, you know, can be exposed. Could be exposed to. Could be exposed to. But again, it it also gets me thinking about, you know, they test for those things standard because those are the common. The, 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 those are the common ones, and I mean, one can have HIV. Or mm -hmm. syphilis, and not show any signs or symptoms. Mm -hmm. So you you would want to test for. But those I'm saying things, there's probably know. hundreds or thousands or millions of other infections that you could have, not showing you know, you know any reaction to. But we don't test for it because right, and, and, they're rare or right. And if it's not causing symptoms, if it's not causing it's not distress, causing symptoms to you, right? right. The next person I could just completely fucking wipe out. I mean, Is it, yeah, my, yeah. My, my cum could be filled with brain-eating amoebas, and <sighs> I'm fine because it's in my dick, but that person who swallows it, they might be dead from, yeah. Uh, yeah, it could be the next typhoid Mary. Could be. Um, hey, I knew someone whose cum was basically caustic to other people. Ooh. Get it on your skin, it's going to be peeling. They're like, what the fuck are you eating, child? <laughs> what um, happened to you? But, uh, so, uh, yeah, that was just mutant power. It's like, wow, some people get to fly and control weather. You have semi-caustic cum. Yay, you you won that one. <laughs> no. no. Uh, worst mutant power ever. Can you dissolve a door with it? No. Um, the, uh... Just, just skin and mucous membranes. Uh, what was it? Uh, what were... Oh, so, yeah, I'm kind of curious. Like, what is the list that's the standard list? Because, like I said, to this guy who wants someone who's 100% disease-free, I'm like, well, of these nine that were tested, I came back without it. Or it's been eradicated. Uh, but it's like, also, his he made a comment about, well, maybe we'll hold off on this until you've come back, you know, from a, you know, you've had all those tests. I'm like, okay, well, see you in a couple months when I've had my physical. <laughs> I obviously, and I mean, he's, uh, it's something that worries him. I'm right. like, honey, you're, if you're willing to like make, you know, 150 mile booty calls and you come on so strongly to strangers via apps, I can't think that you're that shy. You obviously are active. I worry, if, you know, that you're that concerned about disease, but you're that active. Like, this is not a good combination. And from, from a mental health standpoint, Either, at least, you're, you're stressing yourself out. I mean, out. Yeah, yeah, it's like you have to get, get rid of one of them. Either not be as concerned about disease or not be as, you know, hook, hooking up in, hooker, hooker Um <laughs> Slut, that's sort of. <laughs> Um So that's the thing. It's Well, and the other thing he said that was very concerning, which my over... over uh, active mind mm -hmm. deals with is that he's like, well, I really can't afford, you know, catching something right now. I'm like, well, when in your life are you more comfortable having an infection? I'm wondering if he's cheating on someone. Like, an uh, infection would be proof that he's basically doing something outside of a, a and, commitment. And it's like, oh. And that might be why he's willing to drive 80 miles. Well, he was also willing to, like, have me over when I was eight miles away, too. So, Oh, well. But, I mean, yeah. yeah. So, I mean, there's, it's like, I'm, I want to ask about that. Well, the other funny thing was, so he's telling me this while I'm in the middle of work. And, oh, I'm telling him. And he's like, well, maybe we should hold off. So, I'm busy with something for an hour. Come back. And he's like, you're upset. And I'm like, oh, honey, first oh, of all, don't project on me. And second, uh, it's like, no just busy at work 
It's like, so I'm, it's like, oh, yeah, this sounds like it's, yeah, that, uh, uh, yeah. Less, less and less desirable as the interactions go on. Yeah, I mean, something that I've learned is while text messages can have the feeling of immediacy, oh. yeah, no. Some people see it as a conversation, and yeah, if you said something to someone and then they were quiet to you for an hour, be like, what's going on? But no, yeah, text, no. that's a beautiful thing yeah. with text. They're, they're discreet little things that right. you take. Yeah, t- text is asynchronous. I mean, I, I... You look at the full set of texts after the fact to see a conversation. Yeah. But it's a beautiful conversation that can take, you know, weeks, t- months, yeah. years. It, so, yeah, calm, calm yourself down. If you want to have a real-time conversation, use the other function on your phone and call. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we... And we have. We... we called but then he was like oh, i have to be quiet so i'm also like why are you having to be quiet who's in the other room it's like oh dear <laughs> my girlfriend and the baby are in the other room and the baby's sleeping and it's like oh no <sighs> so yeah so i i it just sounds fraught but yeah um but so yeah that was oh so that was minor things but uh did you have any minor things before activities uh i did not have any activities uh before ha- did a couple of attempts mm-hmm. um, to try and connect um, with um, a few of my regulars, mm-hmm. um, and yeah, they they all kind of fell through. Um, yeah, I mean, good old holidays. Yeah, I mean, my my puppy is still completely stressed out from <laughs> oh, yeah, the, the, the insanity of the holiday season. Um, I wanted to have some fun with my pig, but he he's had digestive issues oh. yeah so um yeah i'm like it, let me know when when you're healthy and, and, <laughs> that's and funny we can both fully enjoy yeah that so well, it's sad that when you know the issues are in the area you want to play it yeah because like there was someone i played with like last night and they had a scratchy throat so we just didn't deal with his mouth <laughs> yeah. there, there's so many other fun parts of the body that they yes. can deal with um the um so I guess that brings us to the events, which was first Friday. First Friday, uh, was well attended. Mm-hmm. First Friday, uh, a lot of people there and a lot of activity. I mean, there is a lot of like people being cuddly and and gro- affectionate, and, and yeah, a little gropy. And someone who didn't come in any gear uh, shed his shirt to put on a harness, and then dropped his pants at one point. So he was just standing there in his underwear in the harness. I think scandalizing some of the other people who are there but good because <laughs> i mean the other gays and lesbians who are at the bar are like ah, yeah. I think it was like the straight couples who'd wandered in it's like oh it's a bar and it's like yes it is a bar but there's a it, bunch of kinksters right here in this one corner and there's a guy in a harness and in his underwear and and, and a lovely pelt of fur he's very furry yeah. it's almost as like he's always dressed no matter what <laughs> um well, so yeah like a lot of people just like t- chatting talking uh yeah, I was, lots of really good conversations. Um, Earlier in the night, mm-hmm. um, you were there, but I wanted to mention that Crow and Veritas mm-hmm. um, started chatting with each other and really hit it off. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I was seeing yeah. them chatting. Oh, I yeah. They, I don't know what they're chatting about. I mean, they. Rubber, mainly. Oh, sweet. Um, uh, Crow had been at Mr. International Rubber okay. in November, as had Veritas. Um, and Crow had said, you know, I had seen you in Chicago, but I was kind of intimidated to talk to you. <laughs> now, <laughs> so, now, did he know that Veritas was a Lansing person, or did they? I don't know. Okay. But, yeah, you know, they know now, so. Um, and, I know yeah. there's another couple who showed up that uh, one was in full leather. Mm-hmm. And his partner had some, but they didn't really join us at the tables. They were hanging out more in the bar. At area. the bar, yeah. But um, it was kind of cool because I talked to the one, and he was saying, "Yes, the partner isn't as uh, into this stuff, mm-hmm. but has shown some interest, and that's why he has the outfit because I think he just got it for the holidays." And uh, so coming to the leather night was kind of like, "Okay, I'm not ready to join the 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 pups and all that in the corner where they're all noshing on each other, but." I'm willing to be here right. for this night. And I was like, cool. Well, someday we'll maybe take over the bar and then the whole bar would be that area. <laughs> and it used to be. Um, yeah, so Friday was good. Uh, you left about midnight. I was there till 1.30. Um, I, I was there and it was basically, everyone was trying to figure out what to do. 
And you could tell that like, there was different camps. It seemed like about a third of the people just wanted to all go somewhere and make out. Another third wanted to go out and get bubble tea. Another third wanted to just go home and go to bed. And it was, and they're all trying to get some sort of consensus what was going to happen. And I'm just like watching from sidelines like, this is going to end in, you know, either frustration or just, you know, fizzle out. A night like any other night, we were on vacation from Christmas. It was a week between Christmas and New Year's. My parents were followers of the Bhagwan Sri Rajneesh, who is then known as the Bhagwan Sri Rajneesh. is currently known as Osho, even though he's been dead since the 80s. And then I heard the noises again. And I looked again, but this time I could hear footsteps, like someone was definitely coming in. And when I walked into the bedroom, I noticed that... Um, Andre's side of the bed sheets were pulled down, but he wasn't in the bed. I wouldn't say we were a doomsday cult per se. But when the door opened, it opened like like from a horror movie. It was like slow and creaky. And then she held the knife over her head. I think when you get to a certain point where... Each time it got a little bit worse, but because I stayed Welcome to Being There podcast devoted to exploring the extraordinary aspects of everyday people's lives. I'm Dick. And I'm Kelly. And you can find us on iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, and all their major podcast apps. You can also follow us on our social media, Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter at BeingTheirPod. There's a place in town where you can get bubble tea at 2 a.m.? 4 a.m., I think. They're open till or 3. Um, yeah, that's a lot of the... Uh, at, if you stay to the bitter end on First Fridays or other things, and when the bar closes at 2, people go to Udon, uh, mm. which is a little place that's on Harrison uh, by uh, Harrison and Michigan Avenue. And uh, they have food, um, uh, Udon soup, uh, lots of bubble teas, things like that. Uh Asian place, and it's very, the interior is very eclectically, eclectically uh, decorated, and it's a very interesting place. Um, I went there years ago, and then I went, yeah, uh, with some people after the bar one night, and we had stuff, and uh, then I got sick because I was coming down with something, oh, or something, so I, it was very unfortunate. I was like, oh, I threw up, and they're like, don't you dare say you got sick there. I'm like, I did, th- their stuff didn't make me sick. But I got sick after I was there. <laughs> it's like that's I, that's different. I was sick for other reasons, right? Yeah. Um, and and that just happened to be the last place I was. Uh, yep. Uh, so yeah. So yeah. That's that's the thing that happens. If you ever hear the pups going bubbles, bubbles, which makes me think of Little Britain and the character bubbles. But it's like no, when they say bubbles, they mean bubble tea. So yeah, that's the thing that happens. Uh, the pups go up for bubble tea. Yeah, I don't have the energy to make, to close the bars anymore i'm, I'm i not. used to I, I used to do it tuesday night after chorus practice when the chorus would go to esquire and there'd be always a handful of us who would close down the place on tuesday night and having conversations and then it was over and then we're like the lights are coming on so oh, time to go home and go to bed but no yeah that was a long time ago yeah no i've got my body pretty well trained to to Fall asleep yeah. before the bars. With me, I was yeah. I didn't have quite the energy Friday night, so I was just watching. It's like I'm whatever they decide. I'm not party to anything because I'm going to walk home and go to bed. Um, which led to Saturday, which was DBC, which was also really well attended. Yes. Oh my uh, god! A lot of people from Lansing too. <laughs> I think there was at least four four oh. cars from Lansing oh. carrying. Right. A multitude of peoples. Um, yeah, so it was kind of a fun night because of lots of people I knew casually. Um, and uh, yeah, it was a lot was going on. It, it, it seemed like it took a bit. Nothing was happening upstairs for the longest time. Mm-hmm. But then eventually stuff did. It's funny because um, no one was upstairs at all. And I was just up there kind of like, huh. So I, I tried each of the slings. I'm like, what is it like to be in a sling? And I'm like, and I got in the one. And I'm like, I feel really vulnerable. <laughs> I didn't even put my feet in the straps. I just like laid in it. It's like, yeah, okay. You're you're pretty well opened up and can Um, be attacked from any angle. No, uh, no, because you can only really come at you from the ass because those slings are next to each other. Uh, Well, yeah, you you you. There's one way to get at a person. Although, uh, like the first thing I did was work on sling bear in the sling. Uh, Because we're both up there. It's like, hey, and someone else was with us, but he went to get a drink and. 
So worked on Sling Bear and brought him off. So that was cool. It's like, yay, yay. all by myself. <laughs> um, but I did work at him from the side. So it's funny. When you're talking about it, you can only come from one angle. No, I was beside him. Yeah. Uh, then the funny thing was the person who went to get the drink came back just as we were done. And he's like, oh, I missed it. And then I did him in the sling and brought him off. So I'm like, yay. Yay. Two for two. Woohoo. Um, and then my other things was I uh, played with someone who... It was near his birthday, so he really wanted to. Uh, well, he had he had goals, but he didn't get the goals worked out. Uh, he had a certain number of individuals he wanted to play with, and well, he really only got to play heavily with two. <laughs> but we, uh, I think, had a good time. Uh, he he was uh, it was it was that was a fun room because there was another couple doing stuff in the other part of the room, so it's like okay, so that was a lot of fun. Yep. Uh... So how about you? So like I said, that was my I I, yeah. I and also with having had something, um, I realized I kind of keep better records of who I do stuff with. Just I'm I'm a habitual note taker in the first place, <laughs> so it's not a stretch. And like this isn't a bad idea because I I'm sure something's going to pop up again. I'm active mm-hmm. and I'm getting regularly tested, so there's going to be more. I'm sure, and I want to be able to like say, okay, these are the people who I need to. Because I was feeling bad about that because I'm like, okay. I was hoping it was Chicago Boy because then that's simple. But if it's not, then who did I get it from and who did I potentially expose? And, oh, shoot, I, I'd i really want to be able to at least say, hey, by the way. Um, hey, by the way. Yeah. So, yeah, I, I, I count, like, I'd say about four. It was either I was involved with four people last night. And I was like, cool. Yeah. Um, I did, well, you know, my usuals mm-hmm. of... Sling Bear in the Sling, because he, he's good for that and usually asks for it. Um, had a couple guys sit on my face, which mm-hmm. uh, is always nice. And then um, the new guy. Okay. Uh, we, uh, not only was it the two of us in the car this oh, that's time right. going we, down to Detroit Bondage Club, we brought... We stole someone else and brought them along. Right. That, we're, we're supposed to have a full car. We were supposed to have a full car. Um, my puppy was not feeling well, um, so he had to stay in Lansing. I hope my puppy gets better soon because it, it hurts me to see him in pain and not feeling well. I just want to hug him and squeeze him and cuddle him. But yeah, Call him George. I, I will love him and hug him and squeeze him and call him George. <laughs> uh, the, uh, so, yeah, so we had, you know, yeah, we brought a new friend along and uh, they were, has, well, I think they were nervous. It's like, New experience is like, I don't know what to expect. Our descriptions can only do it so much justice. And I, they seem like they were very nervous about it. But they, I thought, took to it pretty well and had a decent time. Okay. Uh, eventually, um, once the nerves calmed down a bit, um, I... I found out all it takes is just some hot guy showing interest to in me. I'm like, okay, I'm not, <laughs> not shy anymore. Uh, well, he, he's a bit more shy. But yeah, um, eventually... Um, I did tie him down to mm-hmm. one of the bondage tables and broke out the lube and, you know, just uh, blindfolded um, earplugs because there were some people in the dungeon mm-hmm. talking about unsexy things. Um, and, yeah, and, um, yeah, stroked him off and worked him for, yeah. for quite a while. Um, I saw the beginning yeah. of that scene and yeah. then I was upstairs and got involved in stuff. So was distracted. So I, I saw the beginnings of that scene. And mm-hmm. then I think just as you were starting to tie using the Gulliver table and mm-hmm. tie them down, I was like, okay. I, you know, I didn't know what his preferred masturbation technique was. So mm-hmm. I just used mine and, and varied the speed mm-hmm. um, and used lots of loop because that's what I tend to do in these edging scenes. Um, he enjoyed it um, when, when I finally... Uh, untied him. He said he had two orgasms, but never shot. Okay. Um, it's very tantric. Uh, yeah, and uh, in, in notes later, he he said that he was a bit frustrated at himself. And I'm like, it was our first time. You are in a new weird place. I, I you know I don't know your body that yeah. well yet. So if you want frustration, not not be able to come ever at any of these events when you know. Like I said, one of the guys we brought off just shot like over his shoulder. It was a geyser, and it was like everyone was like, "Yay!" And I'm like, "I'm 
I never get that reaction because I'm not able to do it. <laughs> or when someone really like, I want you to come into me, and it's like, that's not likely to happen. I can fake it. Uh, the um, and the other thing too is like I after a while it's like no matter who I'm with and how hot the scene is, I just at some point the dick shuts off. You know, it's not really erectile dysfunction because it was hard and raring to go for a while, but I think after a while I just no matter what I'm doing, I just kind of get distracted and maybe a little bored. And it's like, okay, I'm not hard anymore, even though this is a really nice ass. I kind of want to be fucking, but there I am. So I just probably need to find the right cock ring. Or maybe the right drugs. Who knows? Um, well, Deja Vu sells some in, in metal cock rings in three packs. Uh, I have many, and I wouldn't do sizes. metal. Someone was wearing a metal cock ring. I'm like, I fear those things. I, okay. I, if it ever got stuck... I'd rather True. have a gummy one where you can just be snipped off. That's uh, not really good podcasting you're showing. <laughs> you're yeah, showing. I'm showing him a Fort Trough uh, silicone cock ring that I got for free when I ordered my sit and stretch because oh. I, uh, I looked for promo codes mm-hmm. online. And yeah, if you use a Porn Stars Fort Trough promo code, you get a free cock ring. But I think they sell these for like five or ten bucks. Hey, and, and still. Yeah, but yeah, it. Jelly, it stretches. and I like that because, yeah, worse came to worse. I'm sure they they have bondage scissors around to, you know, help with... You know, anyone who has rope is going to have scissors that can cut through the rope in case something yes. goes wrong. So it's like, I can't get this cock ring off. Okay. Whereas if it's metal... Uh, yeah. yeah, metal's a bit more difficult to get off if something yeah. goes wrong. The, the second guy I got off that night was wearing a nice metal cock ring. I was like, oh, that's cute. But he was like, yeah, it's kind of loose. And realize, yeah, it'd be perfect to put a loop through if you're. I had a harness on or that, mm-hmm. but uh, uh, yeah, no, just metal. It's like, mm, yeah, it's, it's kind of scary. It, it sets off my claustrophobia. You know? Fair enough. Um, well, they they also sell jelly and mm-hmm. leather. Yeah, I had a big. Rings. Well, I had a, yeah, I had a massive uh, uh, gummy one that I bought. It's a ball stretcher, but also cock ring. I bought at Creek Ridge. That was fun. Oh, okay. It, it, yeah. I was wearing my wrestling singlet, and it did a nice job of lifting things up. and Lift, separate, and present. Yeah, give me a nice bulge. I'm like, thank you. Um, but no, that's just, yeah, like I said, I mean, there's no reason why he should feel, I mean, performance pressure, yeah. They're, they, we all think of porn and the ideal of being rock hard the entire time and then shooting loads. And it's like, no, that those even that doesn't happen that way. Yeah, You're okay. not seeing all the prep and the fluffing between scenes and the editing and Porn is not reality, but yeah. it's still the thing we measure ourselves to. Right. Yeah, no, it, uh, yeah, not so much. So, but. It was good. Yeah, yeah, I had good scenes. So you, so, and is that, yeah. was that, I know that because uh, when we're kind of tapering things off, I saw you kind of wander around, you know, dressed and it's like, okay, Arcane's ready to go. Yeah. Uh, I, I. we were there till 1230. Yeah, 1230. Yeah. I, I started yawning and I'm like. Okay, it's about that time. Mm-hmm. Um, I went looking for you for the for you guys. I saw that you were otherwise engaged. I'm like, they're having too much fun. I don't want to interrupt them. Mm-hmm. Um, so I will just uh, get dressed and be ready when mm-hmm. when they finish theirs. Because um, it was, um, I can understand why you like to fist because I was four fingers deep into someone. And it's like, wow, they, uh, and yeah, trouble is though, they're also being jerked off at the same time. And both but was, jerked off by somebody else. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Eat. No. Yeah. yeah. Someone who is like using a toy on them. And the trouble was, I think it was just too much. He's like, I could have come either way, but with both going on, I, I couldn't focus. Right. So, and, and you got, and you and the masturbator were not in sync enough with each other to, I don't even think get everything the to crest thing. I mean, it's, it's it's two very different things. It's like you know, I mean, how much of it is it in sync? I don't know. Yeah, uh, but I did observe a rather um, intense scene. So mm-hmm. there is um, a oh, what's it called? Chain hoist. Okay. Um, you know, like, like you would use to lift out a Chevy small block engine mm-hmm. um, in the the jail cell. Okay. Um, and two of the more experienced players, um, they got a spreader bar, hooked it to that, and put connected the bottom's ankles to it and lifted up just enough that his hips were up off the ground. Okay. Um, because the connectors uh, weren't fully rated. Mm-hmm. So they're like, okay. we don't know that 
that this is going to be safe for a full inversion scene. Okay. Uh, and didn't have boots, just straps for the ankles. Okay. Um, and so, so he just basically had his legs held up by okay. that, and then got fisted. Ooh. And were those the two that were in the cage when we left? Yes. Yeah. Okay, they're on the ground. Yeah. But it was like, wow. Okay, that been yeah. that been a hot scene. Um, I mean, what we I yeah. saw leaving was pretty hot. Is like someone you know, basically wrist deep in someone else. Oh and, well, did, <laughs> no, they were about um, three quarters of the forearm. No, what I saw was just yeah. it looked like it was about up to there. When I went by. No. Um, but also, he got a... Uh, uh, again, I'm showing you something right. on my wrist that is not showing off on the podcast. Sorry. But uh, the bottom also got in him uh, about two feet of very heavy chain. Wow. And, uh, greased up and fed one link at a time. And big links, too, of the chain. And wow, I missed said, all that. He said, it, it's heavy and it's cold and I can feel it in me and it's... Wild, yeah. Um, so yeah, they they had a blast. I was happy to watch. I was able to provide a bit of assistance, and um, yeah, I wish I could get some alone time with with those two guys and do wonderful, horrible things with them. Um, well, the thing we had upstairs was well. I mean, we're just the the person who was you know birthdaying. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's two of us kind of working on him, but then one of the people is very good with rope, so it's like well. We should do. We should tie you up, and so we hogtied him, and then had our way with them too. So I was like, okay. So I think that was another distraction because yeah, the ropes on the ankles. You know, his hands were tied to his ankles, but those were pretty snug ropes. So mm-hmm. I think that, and the fact that he needed to pee at one point, it's like, well, you're all tied up. Well, there's rubber it, sheets, but still, right. I don't think they're up. Uh, they're up to the task of uh, dealing with that. So, uh, uh, yeah, probably not a bladder full. So he yeah. had he had lots of distractions, but. Well, yeah. Um, so, yeah, fun time well, all around. Um, so, DBC sounds like it was a good time. Yay. Yeah. And Had virgins and everything. Yeah. And more proof that we need to come up with something in Lansing because so many Lansing, Lansing nights at that. Oh, yeah. Party. But I talked to, you know, someone. I don't, I don't know if it was one of the Lansing people. I think it was someone else. And they're saying, well, the trouble is when you have something like this in your hometown, the locals don't show up. And I'm like, no, I just want the ones who are confidently kinky people who don't give a shit what the neighbors are saying or the other the the uptight gays are saying it's like oh my god do you know what he's into and it's like yeah yeah <laughs> like what are you into yeah it's funny on grinder someone what are you into yes <laughs> well someone sent me like a, a blank profile sent me what are your kinks just out of the blue and i'm like people with faces <laughs> and it's like never heard back from that person says so like okay mission accomplished uh, uh so that was yeah gossip um professional hour not professional hour expert yeah expert portion expert portion um talking about uh this time monogamy and commitment commitment is monogamy uh, uh which we actually talked about in the episode that didn't get recorded right so but then we we're like hey we've got a better topic when we re-record all right and uh so yeah, I've, I, I've it, this came up to me because yeah. um, I, well, it came up to me because I ran to a couple who are together, there's children and mm-hmm. all that, but they also play. And it's like, okay, and that just put it in my mind again. It's like the, well, I think the thing is with commitment and monogamy, we have a lot of assumptions that society just has. Mm-hmm. And I think there's not a lot of communication about it or, or even self-knowledge sometimes. That's why I think the gays have won over the, on the straights because I think straight culture just kind of takes a lot of things for granted. Right. And it just goes with it. Because, I mean, I think the assumptions are, uh, first of all, that monogamy and commitment are a package deal. Mm-hmm. That you can't be monogamous unless you're committed. Like, oh, I'm going to be with this one person and I'm going to be with them forever. And also, you can't have you know commitment without monogamy. I mean, the two have to go together. And like, no, I, 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 they don't need to be coupled. I think you can be monogamous and not committed, and you can be committed and not monogamous, or you can be neither. Um, also, I think just the definition. Um, I think in the assumption is monogamy is only sexual. Mm-hmm. It's not about emotions or all that, uh, which is funny because when I was with my ex. Um, his was definitely like, if I, he goes, if you ever cheat on me, it's over. Like if you ever have sex with someone else, we're done. And that was his line. And I was like, okay, well that's not my line, which I think pissed him off. 
the fact that I didn't have that same thing is like, well, if you had sex without me, I'd be pissed because you're not letting me have sex. Um, but it doesn't mean we're over. Uh, my more concern was uh, actual love. It's like, you fuck everybody you want, but it's me you should be loving and, you know, wanting to, you know, be open to and that, which is the irony is, that, yeah, well, fell in love with someone else. <laughs> um, yeah, for him, sex, um, not, you know, uh, love and sex were the same thing. Which is like interesting, but no, but, uh, you know, it came down to that. I wasn't fucking him enough, so he wasn't feeling loved enough, so he didn't think I was really in love. And it's like, okay, well, like I said, a frigid person with emotional commitment issues should not date a codependent sex addict. You can figure out which one of us was <laughs> that from, <laughs> which was which from my history, but uh, you can know. I mean, in unflattering terms, yes, we're very poorly suited for each other. I mean, what he wanted, you know, it's not necessarily a bad or even pathological thing, but you got to find the right person for it. Um, and then, uh, you know, so monogamy, I think we always see it as just simply sex. And the uh, and then commitment, too. It's like, I think we see commitment as forever, you know, till death do you part, mm-hmm. which isn't really forever. Uh, but uh, so, yeah, I think the assumptions are, yeah, you find that one person that you only fuck. And you stay with forever. And it's like, blah. Um, I think the gays have like looked at it a bit more. I think once you have to deal with, well, I'm actually not attracted to the people that society is telling me I should be attracted to. What other things can I question? Right. So I, yeah. I find uh, actual, uh, you know, gay couples who are truly committed and monogamous much rarer than like, and like, and it's my own assumption. Most straight couples, I assume, are, you know, only with each other and are planning to be together forever and ever. And, you know, that's an assumption on my part, but I have, you know, I haven't been proven wrong yet. The couples I do, you know, I only know a few straight couples that are open and not problematic. There's things like wife swapping a lot of misogyny in, like, mm-hmm. that kind of community. It's like, oh, swingers. And it's like, yeah, I'm sure there's some people who are doing it right, but I've seen a lot of people doing it wrong, which is like, the wives are putting up with the husbands wanting to sleep with some other woman and then having to put up with sleeping with some other guy. <laughs> and it's like, oh, that was that looked really sad for you know, the guys were enjoying it, but the women were just like, eh, okay, that's what they want. It's like, oh what do you want? You should be getting that. You want the pool boy who's half your husband's age and you know, and you don't want him to be a part of it. It's like, yes, I could Go for that. <laughs> um, but no, uh, so I mean, I, I just think, yeah, it, it's one of those things that I'm just was curious about. It. Yeah, I'm sure there's been studies, and if I'd done any research at all, I could have found out, yeah, what are the expectations of commitment and monogamy? Yeah. Well, I mean, you know, and also it's funny because when we think monogamy, yeah, it always comes to the sex, and it's like, well, the root words actually mean just married to one person. Yeah. So it's like, wait, it's not even that. Uh, but yeah, love. It's like, how do you deal with love? It's like, can you, you know, love more, but still just have the sex with the one? And would that still be... I, I don't know. I think a lot of people who assume monogamy would get very uncomfortable if their partner, even if they weren't sleeping with anyone else, developed a strong emotional attachment to someone else. Mm-hmm. Especially someone else who would be compatible sexually. I think that a lot of people would be really uncomfortable with that. And it's like, well, then you're also emotional monogamy. <laughs> yeah, monogamy has never been something that I have practiced. Mm -hmm. It's never really interested me. Um, I'm like, that's that's something that the straights do. Um, Well, there's also (laughs) a lot of flavors to it because, I mean, yes, by definition, it's one person, but uh, there's a magazine called Steam Magazine, which was all about cruising. It was pre-internet days. Mm -hmm. And there is a nicely produced magazine, uh, but it was all about articles about cruising areas and uh, cruising technique. And they had a very interesting article about the different flavors and shades of monogamy. And it was like everything from truly monogamous, which is, no, we don't do anything with anyone else, to the other extreme was anything goes. We're together as a couple, but we will fuck anything that moves and we don't even have to have permission from our partners to do it. And we're fine with that with each other. Two things in between, like, well, when we're away on vacation, we can do stuff. We can do stuff as long as we're with each other when we're doing that extra person or that. I mean, all these different, or uh, you can do whatever you want. I just don't want to hear about it. That was one. Like, you know, don't ask, don't tell was the phrase for that one. Uh, It's like, uh, 
And also it was like, don't ask, don't tell, and also don't bring anything home with you. Like, as in, play safe out there. So it's like, it was, it was just fascinating. It's like, yeah, there's, you know, even though technically some of those wouldn't be monogamy, there's a lot of, you know, yeah, flavors of relationships out there. There's a lot of shadings and gray areas. and um, But, yeah, I mean, as you were saying that, you know, I don't, when it comes to straight couples, mm-hmm. that I don't know any <laughs> any straight couples well enough to even be able to have that conversation oh. of... Were you with them or them with each other, you're thinking? or Oh, you, like you don't know any straight couples that you could bring this up to and say, hey. Right, right, exactly. Because the, the, the vast majority of straight couples I know, I'm related to. <laughs> and yeah, you, you don't Mom, really have... Dad, do you have a gay on the side? <laughs> what, Mom, you... Mom, Dad, you guys were hippies. You know, before, before my brother and I came along, did well, you ever... after... Who knows? Uh, they, well, they might be having lots of fun sex they just don't share with you. It's like, yeah. oh, we don't want to burden him because we know he doesn't even want us to listen to his sex podcast. <laughs> so we're going to tell him about all the fun sex we're having. I'm, maybe, maybe the fisting is genetic and your dad is excellent at getting you know elbows deep in people. <laughs> or, 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 maybe or taking it. Or, or, or taking it elbow deep. I don't maybe know. you listen to the podcast and like, oh, son, you can't take a fist yet. <laughs> I'm so disappointed in you. <laughs> oh, good Lord. Granted, mom has much more delicate hands than most of the people you're with, so not fair. <laughs> Uh, well, that, well no. may, maybe that's why mom never grew her nails long and wasn't big on nail polish. Yeah. <laughs> Lots of things <laughs> explained. Um, so, uh, Sorry, mom. Well, <laughs> no, the, um, the, uh, well, also talking about commitment, um, you know, I, I think this idea of it being forever is a mistake. Yeah. I mean, I think, well, first of all, monogamy, I think, I know for myself, um, I'm, I'd be fine with me monogamous. If someone I was with, like when I was with my ex, you know, I'm not that sexual a person. That's such a part of my life that I couldn't do without, mm-hmm. you know, um, kind of the same way with meat. It's like, I like meat, but if I had to be a vegetarian, I'd, I'd be fine. Don't think I could be a vegan. I do love cheese. I can't do without cheese. Um, at least now. <laughs> the, uh, but, you know, <laughs> monogamy, I could... Like, I could forsake all others sexually if I was with someone and they really... Because I don't have that many needs sexually either. That, And like I said, with my ex, that's what didn't work out for him. Um, because, you know, I was willing to be with him and only him. Uh, but but, but I, you, you couldn't do it as often as he wanted. The twice a day yeah, that yeah. he really required to feel loved. I'm like, I'm a twice a week kind of person, honey, and that's that's it. Um so yeah, again, not well, not very compatible. Um, but now commitment, on the other hand, yeah, I'm hard with commitment. Um, like saying, yeah, I'll be with you forever. It's like forever is a long time, and people change. And yeah, I mean, part of commitment is saying, well, we're going to grow together, and any changes that happen, well, we'll just make sure that they're directed. And it's like you, can you no, no, people grow apart, or people just get bored, or people start realizing they need other things. Um, I like the idea of. A commitment with a like a uh, an expiration date. I, I even wish marriages were like this that you had to renew them every five years. You know, it's like you get married, and it's like we're gonna make we are gonna stick to this for at least five years. You know, this contract is for five years, and we're going to stick to it. Come hell or high water, sickness or health, all those things that they say. Um, but you, but there's an end date. You know, so no matter how bad it is, you know, you're going to stick through. And, you know, if you have renew for, you know, four times, that's 20 years, extend it to 15-year renewal periods or things like that. I mean, I don't know, just to say something is forever, well, it's like weight loss programs. You know, you go on a diet and you say, you can never have these foods again forever. It's like, you can never drink alcohol or have peanut butter or chocolate again forever. That's too much. Yeah. Say just, hey, no, cut back on it. Right. Not have it for the next month. Like, I'm going to take an alcohol fast. I met someone yesterday who was going through an alcohol fast for January. It's like, nope, I'm not drinking anything in January. Just to give their liver a break. And also, I think, to prove it to themselves. like That that they can do it. Yeah, I don't need it. Um, And also, I think they're doing it for a friend who is going through it, too. So, you know, yeah, you 
when you just give yourself a time limit, it's like things are much more doable and mm-hmm. more realistic. And you know, and even though it's it's very, I think. Um, I mean, a lot of people, you know, I bring that up and I think people would be like, oh my God, no, that's not how commitment works. And it's like, yes, it is. You're committing for a certain time frame. You right. Know? Well, I mean, like the, the triad mm-hmm. um, that I was a part of, you know, we lasted a good 10 years mm-hmm. and, you know, we changed and grew mm-hmm. as people during those 10 years. And when it ended, um, there was a bit of anger and a bit of yelling mm-hmm. but no bitterness afterwards and you know i look back on that and say that relationship did everything it needs to do mm-hmm. i got a lot out of it and do i miss it yeah sometimes but you know if that hadn't ended i wouldn't have yeah. met my husband i wouldn't have moved to lansing i wouldn't have started this podcast so you know, I, so the I breakup of that relationship has a lot to answer for. <laughs> um, but, so, but no, but yeah, the way you also said it, you had 10 good years. And it's like, it's interesting because well, if you guys had tried to like make it, I mean, well, I mean, right, really yeah. time, but I think there's a lot of relationships that do have that 10 good years and then 30 miserable, no, yeah, 10 good years. 20 mediocre years and 15 hateful years. Yeah. yeah. But they had to stick it through. Yeah. You, you, yeah. It's that joke. Yeah. I've been happily married for 10 years. Honey, we've been married for 20 years. I've been happily married for 10 years. <laughs> um, but the other thing, too, is I think, yeah, when you have that force to, like, you need to make this work no matter what, uh, I think some, or I think the opposite side is like, I been there, done that. You know, it's like we've, we committed, we're good now. I can just coast. I don't mm-hmm. have to be my best. Not only do I not need to be my best self, I don't even have to be a decent human being because we have a contract now and we're stuck with each other. And some people, I mean, they don't turn into monsters, but like they let themselves go. I'm oh, not yeah, that, physically, yeah, but yeah, it's that's... like, oh, laundry? I'm not, why, why? Oh, yeah. The entire time we were dating and first married, I was picking up the clothes and doing laundry and dishes. Uh, that's not really me, I think. So, yeah, I'm just going <laughs> to live in squalor. And it's like, oh, no. No. And it's like, but I think if you know that you, this person can at some, at, you know, in a few more years, your your thing is up for renewal. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, you're going to try and be a, a better person <laughs> or your best person, I think. It's an incentive. <laughs> Um, but I, I, it's also, uh, the analogy I think of is, uh, TV shows, American versus British TV shows, mm-hmm. American shows. The idea is you come up with this concept and you run it into the ground. You just have year after year. If you can get, you know, the Simpsons, oh, how God, many this... seasons of the Simpsons can you get out? You keep Too going many. until it, you know, forever, you know, the idea the the perfection would be you find a TV show that you can keep going on forever. Whereas British TV, it's more of a, no, we have a story to tell. And this may take three seasons. It may take one season of, you know, eight episodes or 13 episodes or 20 episodes. But we're going to tell that story and that's done. And maybe we'll pick up again later, but they have an arc. And I kind of like that idea of like, no, you have an arc and a purpose and an end date for this. And you work through that. Um, Geek wise, um, role playing games, same way. People Mm -hmm. get in a campaign and play their D&D and they're like, we're going to have a forever game. We're going to meet every week oh. and just play this same thing for 30, 40 years. And it's like, cool when it happens, but wouldn't it be better just to have a nice 10, 10 session story arc where you're going to tell a complete story and have some really cool things and maybe everyone dies at the end and it's not a tragedy because you go out gloriously. Yeah, not not every D&D campaign can be record of Lados War. <laughs> and not every marriage should be, you know, like you in your 90s, you know, passing, you know, next to each other on your deathbeds. It's like, it's a lovely concept, and it would be wonderful to find that person you do click so well with you could do that. But I think the trouble is, with monogamy and commitment, we have that ideal that we're all trying to, you know, that we're told you need to live up to this, otherwise you're failing. And it's just too high a bar. And we are fallible, changing creatures. And we've set ourselves up for failure, I think. And that's why you have such high divorce rates and a lot of unhappiness and a lot of cheating and all that kind of shit is we've set the bar way too high. And we expect everyone to do that. Yeah. Well, I mean, thinking about divorce rates, I was actually looking into that relatively recently. And um, Oh, no. No. Well, 
No, it's not divorce, the rates. Okay. The, the no, rates no, over time. The joke was, because yeah. the worst thing I remember as a bookseller, um, a guy came in with his son. Kid was like 11, 12, you know. Uh-huh. And he uh, was buying a book, uh, Do-It-Yourself Divorce with Kids. And the kid saw it and freaked out. <sighs> Dad, why are you buying that? Why are you buying it? And he's like, uh, no, no reason, nothing. And it's like, oh, this is fucking awkward. I, you know, rang it up, got in the bag, and it's like, just get out. <laughs> it's like, wow. Because, oh, shit, that poor kid. That, oh, what a way to learn yeah. that. Oh. And it's like, I, wow, I, I know. And so anyway, so yeah, it's talking about, like, you know, surprise, uh, yeah, mom no. and I are not doing well. Um, but, uh, okay, so but, you're looking no, at but divorce rates. was looking at divorce rates. And what I saw was that the divorce rates basically peaked in the late 70s. Mm-hmm. And came down, and came down, and it. The theory was that that was a lot of pent up demand. Mm. That divorce was just such a non option before that point, but then with feminism, women's liberation, uh, you know, free love. I mean, hippie stuff. Right. People being much more open to their needs. Suddenly, it's like, oh, we are so fucking miserable. Right, and that you know that that and. You know, people understood that the understanding of marriage mm-hmm. changed, you know, through the 60s, 70s, and, you know, even into the 80s mm-hmm. and 90s, um, and that it has stabilized. And, you know, the, the quote was, you know, half of all marriages end in divorce. Well, no, that wasn't, that was never true. Mm-hmm. Um, right now, I think it's down in, in the 20s, mm-hmm. um, which, and there, you know, again, there's all reason for it and but hey yeah, well it, it's funny too when it hits i mean uh i in my immediate family two different sides of it uh two divorces so mm-hmm. uh that was the talk of christmas because uh well in the one case the kids are all in college so i think that's it i honestly i don't know what the details were but i'm wondering if they stayed together for the kids oh well you know, it's like okay what you know, we're not happy but we're not gonna do anything about it because we have kids that we have to, and now the kids are like out of college and doing their own things. I was like, what's, should we, should we renew the contract? I have no idea. Yeah. It might be, but you know, but the other case, my other cousin, uh, two young kids and, Ooh. uh, they were, um, it was interesting. That, that was the fun part of Christmas where I always have to say something that gets people like raising their eyebrows and singing, Whoa, Mike. <laughs> and in this case, uh, they're talking, they're being really mean about my cousin's ex. It's like, well, she's singing at home alone uh, for Christmas. Good for her. It's like, why? Wow. It's like, do you know my cousin? He's kind of a lump. He's not super attractive. He's kind of surly. And he's, I don't think, a real good catch. Maybe he has some hidden qualities. I don't know. But as a human being, it's like, I'm glad he found someone for some period of time. (laughs) Uh, But it's like, uh, I'm not not feeling bad about, you know, I don't think we should be so mean about her. (laughs) Well, thing is, though, she has a boyfriend. Okay. And supposedly she had a boyfriend before they got divorced. And supposedly she had several boyfriends. Well, they're saying, well, I guess Mark also had a bunch of girlfriends, but they're saying it was in response to her having boyfriends. And it's like, well, how do we know what is going on? Maybe it was open. Um, they're both part of a subculture that I've heard tend to be a bit more, um, you know, they're both deaf. And I've heard, okay. I've heard things about at least the Lansing deaf community and uh, some things I didn't share because I'm like, I hear there's a lot of bisexuality in the deaf community. <laughs> um, and I was like, well, maybe it's like maybe Mark has some boyfriends too. Uh, I didn't say that, but what I did was when they were like going on and more or less shaming her for having a boyfriend, but Mark's girlfriend who was right there and the papers aren't even signed yet. Um, it's like, well, I think they're both responsible for this dissolution in different ways. I'm like, oh, that's right. You heterosexuals in your, <laughs> yeah, and your, your quaint ideas of monogamy and relationships. And just said that, and everyone else at the table is very quiet. I'm just going to sit my line because <laughs> there are different ways of having experiences, and we don't know what theirs are, you know? Mm-hmm. They might have been had an open relationship where they just decide, I, I, I don't know. It's nothing I'm curious about. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, so... Uh, you know, I, I, and um, you know, of course, the people, their new boyfriend and girlfriend, well, all deaf, and so it's like it was very insular, I should say. Uh, you know, they, uh, they, they, their, their circle of friends, mm-hmm. and, uh, and uh, 
the new girlfriend died. She does. She can read lips, but she doesn't even try and speak. And I feel bad. I've never got my ASL to a point where I can communicate. Um, but the ex-wife, she would speak. And I could never understand her. I always felt so guilty because she oh, speaks geez. very quickly. But you know, it's hard to enunciate when you are not hearing it. Right. And that's what the people are catching up on. And I always felt super guilty of the fact that she just talked to me and I'd just try and pretend I knew what she was saying and smile and nod and not really have a real conversation. It's like, oh, oh. I'm a bad person. And I am a bad person. Oh. But yeah, so that was my fun over Christmas. And it kind of comes up to knock me a commitment. Yeah. Moment. All right. Well, and oh, oh yeah, we're <laughs> we're past an hour. Oh already. no. See, I knew it would be a full thing. Uh, crafting? So, crafting, um, I've, I did another granny square for, for the eventual Afghan. Um, yeah, I need to keep working on pulling down the, the level of yarn that I have. And um, yeah, just I, um, actually did a good job of making my apartment much more livable because well, this last year was just so busy and there are boxes and things. And I was cleaning out storage space and, oh, it was, it, it, I, it was unlivable. Just like. The amount of space things were taking up. Mm -hmm. And so I did a very good job of organizing and getting things together, which meant I came across a lot of crafting stuff and have been able to organize it. So like, okay, all the crafting stuff are more or less in boxes. They're not organized, but at least they're all in the same pile. So it's like, <laughs> yes. So Progress. Um, yeah. I mean, and then I have to, what I really have to do is uh, triage and figure out, okay, what of this stuff? Because I have so much material and like stuff to do and, and things. I'm never going to do it all. Like, mm -hmm. all my stained glass stuff, I don't know if I'm ever making another stained glass project, but it takes up a lot of space. Um, and so I, th I think I have to just triage and think of what are the things I really want to do and projects I really want to do and, and just and pursue those. And everything else goes to eBay or Goodwill. Or Bonfire. Just <laughs> You know, I, it's unlikely I'll get rid of it, but uh, because who knows? In 10 years, I might be like, oh my God, I really want to do that stained glass window. <laughs> Uh, but it'd also, it'd be nice to, yeah, make more space. So it, it's one of those things that'll be a project. But yeah, I uh, found a lot of stuff and dug up a lot of books. I'm like, oh, that's right. I had books on this thing. Um, what was the one? Shoot. there. Oh, yeah. A new one came to my mind. Uh, candle making. It's like, no. We, we, we already know somebody who makes candles. Well, that's a it, very good job of it. I have a lot of whack. Well, that's, well, that's the thing is... um. He's been having some health issues, so I, you know, no. and I was like, oh, no, I mean, we we love him, but there's some health issues. I'm like, there might be a time when we don't have him to be making candles for us, either because, you know, uh, maybe because he's retired and just said, nope, I can't deal with those right. guys anymore to get to my workshop. And so I thought, what do we do when we don't have him making us candles? It's like, does that mean I have to make my own? Because I have all this wax and jars and things that I've collected to give to him to make candles. It's like, well, if, he went, <laughs> if he went out of the candle making business, what do I do with this? And I'm like, I guess I get the candle making book I saw in the store and start making candles. And it's like, oh, shit, another craft. Okay. Oh. <laughs> or, 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 the candles go over well. That's the trouble. I think we need candles. So, you know. Now bite that bullet. <laughs> yeah, well, we'll we'll see. But all right, um, upcoming events. Um, yeah, just the the regular first Friday is coming up. Claws imminent. Claw, That's claw a few months, imminent. but I need yeah. to get serious about that. They they do have. I was informed Ooh. a super volunteer. Mm -hmm. If you are willing to do a volunteer shift every single day of Claw. Mm -hmm. You will get one quarter of a hotel room, so you'll you'll split a room with three oh, other got okay, super got it, volunteers. Okay. I'm so, like, mm, so does that mean I have to pay for the other three quarters? No, no, no it means I, I the, thought a quarter of the cost of a hotel room, but no, you you'll be given crash space. Yes. Oh. So that's enough for those who uh, are are, just, are really tight on funds and want to. As long as you can feed yourself and get your ass down there, all the rest would be taken care of. Exactly. And um, oh, so that's an option. I don't think I'd want to do that because I want to enjoy it somewhat. And I know enough people who are going, and I don't know if I want a room with three strangers. I mean, it might be a good way of getting it, to know it, some it people. It's a good way to, to get to know some people. And, you know, if you know, I consider part of me is like, hmm, that, that might be interesting to do, but yeah, the lodging got set up already. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. Don't, don't need to worry about that at all. But I did tell them. You know, I'd be willing to work one or two uh, extra shifts. because. Mm. Um, so how many days is that? How many shifts would you have to... Uh, pulled up my email. Mm -hmm. 
Um, volunteer plus. Okay. If you are accepted for this position, you will be scheduled for a minimum of eight hours a day for each day that you're at CLAW. Okay. You will receive the benefits of volunteer, including free package and hospitality suite. You will also be given uh, one quarter of a hotel room at no charge. This means you'll be sharing with three other okay. volunteer plus. This is a good experience for anyone looking to, for a future coordinator position with CLAW, oh. and you could be given extra supervisory duties during your shift. It's almost like an intern. Because, yeah. yeah, I mean, because the normal volunteering is simply eight hours total, two four-hour shifts, I think. Yes. And so, I mean, so this is a lot more commitment. Well, I mean, what are the days? You say each day. It, it, it just says each day you are at CLAW. Oh, okay. And so you could technically just be there one day, but you'd still have to... Well, I, I think at the very least they would want Friday, 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 Friday Saturday. Saturday. Okay. Um, but I do know that they have volunteer shifts starting as early as Wednesday. Okay. The event officially opens Thursday. Okay. And then they've got Friday, Saturday, Sunday, and then break down... On Monday. Okay, that's why I was wondering when you said you had to do it every day if they meant like from Wednesday till Tuesday you're there and basically, yeah, enslaved to them for that period. Well, I mean, if you if you're serious about claw and you want to, you know, yeah, it is. It does sound like an internship that if you did that, there's a possibility of well, also probably also proving to your to them that you are capable of working and doing that, and it's a tryout. And it's like, hey, you want to be part of this organization. You know, the volunteers are useful, but if, yeah, you want to be a part of it, we are looking. Be like, yeah, someone who would coordinate or be putting this on. And, yeah, the volunteers are just there for the time. But, yeah, these things take a lot of work to oh, set up. Oh, yeah, no. I, all the effort to that goes into it. Some people are working their asses off to make this thing happen for people. so yeah, and, and they're working their asses off year yeah. round. So Yeah, I know yeah. that, I mean, I've never been that part, but a lot of the sci-fi conventions I go to, I know people who are on the boards of directors, and yeah, all the effort that goes into it. And and so much effort that, that you don't see. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And on that note, we've run out of time again. Please send your questions, comments, show ideas, dirty pictures, or project photos to harryprone at gmail.com. Tweet at us, we are at harryprone.com. Our theme music is Hotspot by Ox, used under the Creative Commons Attribution License. Please be sure to listen to our friends on the internet, Bruce of Paris, Linoleum Knight, Off the Cuffs, and Dean Bez. Thank you so much for listening. We are your hosts, Sir Arcane and Lansing Mike. Wishing you peace, love, and perversion. Good night. Bye.